This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join us today as Nate and I discuss a disappointing weekend, followed by a far less disappointing Tuesday night. Welcome to Borough Pods. Bursting from midfield is Mourinho. Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it. On Old Trafford Cracker in front of the Stratford end. That was so good. I nearly pressed stop recording. We peaked at the end of the introduction. <laughs> How are you doing, Nate? How are you this evening? Oh, oh, oh! This, 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 all of this is now flipped right on his head, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. You're taking me right by surprise, there. Eh? Um, yeah, I'm pretty good, mate. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm slightly disappointed. It's only the two of us because it'd be nice to have our eyewitness from Tuesday night here with us again, but. Um, We'll do what we can. You watched it. I listened to it, and we're a lot more cheerful than we were about Saturday. Or at half time. <laughs> Fair. It felt like much the same again at half time. Yeah, but we'll get into that later, as you uh, because you uh, you mentioned Tuesday, uh, sorry, the weekend. So let's get that monkey off our backs. Stevenage oh. nil, Tranmere. What are they? Rovers. Rovers. Uh, one. Should we have our strengths and weaknesses? I think see this how, might be quite brief. See how we see how accurate you feel that they are. Um, so we'll start with the uh, we'll start with the opposition. Tranmere apparently were effective at creating goal scoring opportunities from long shot situations. Don't remember much of that. I don't think they had many shots. And I thought they were all from close range. Anyway, they were aggressive and they were caught offside often. These are weaknesses now. They were definitely aggressive. Mm, very, weren't they? Um, they played with width and they played down the left side. These aren't weaknesses anymore. These are just styles. Yeah, that seems right. They played with a lot of time wasting from as early as the eighth minute. Yeah, so this is something that we probably need to get out of the way at the beginning and then just move on from. Their goalkeeper, Joe Murphy, took 20 to 30 seconds off the clock at every single opportunity he had all game long. It's embarrassing to be time-wasting at nil-nil on eight minutes. And it is. It's It's really irritating because the referee's like, oh, I can't have a go in for time-wasting because it's so early in the game. But you're like, but yeah. if you let him do this now, 
then when you have a go at him on 60 minutes, he's going to be like, well, I've been doing this for the entire game. So what's different now? Right, exactly. It's like So he let you, him get away with it for the entire game instead, which is worse. Yeah, it's absolutely worse. It is, it is embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. I just think sometimes I think these referees must, there must be some directive from PGMOL to say, you can't, you can't, don't give a card for this too early. Don't, unless it's like a great, unless the offense is egregious, right? Like, yeah. Don't do this too early. Don't do that too early. Don't, because sometimes I'm just thinking like a yellow is a yellow. Like just sometimes it's so obvious that, that there should yeah. be some kind of penalty for, for an infraction. And referees just seem to, not my problem, shrug it, yeah. off, shrug it off. And you don't even have to book him. But the first time he walks very slowly to the right to get the ball and then very slowly to the left-hand edge of his six-yard box. And, and then and just then stands still and does nothing for a full, yeah. like, 15 seconds. Just have it's a word. It's not on. It's not on. But he did nothing. And so it went on for the he whole game nothing. and drove us mental. Yeah. But, yeah, it didn't affect the outcome of the game, I don't think. It just made me irritated for no, 82 minutes no. plus stoppage time. So I think they, I think Tramir in possession, they moved the ball on on the floor fairly, fairly well. Yeah, um, they were decent. They were the better side in the first half for sure. We were rubbish, yeah. rubbish in that first half. Second half, it's it's a really difficult one to sort of say that we were better because we only really troubled the goal late on in that half, and they were only mostly. Half chances, yes. Um, but I think we were, and again, dominant is a, even dominance not really the word you want to be using here, is it? Because dominant would suggest that you actually dominated them, which it, marginally having, the better having, side. Having lost, it feels unfair to Tranmere to say that we dominated them. But if you didn't know the scoreline and you looked at the story of that second half. I don't think anybody in their right mind would say, "Oh yeah, Tranmere, Tranmere won that one 0 Although maybe maybe football manager players would say that Tranmere won that one 0 because that's a typical thing. You know, you have forty-seven shots, twenty-nine of them are on target. Your opposition's had twelve percent possession, and somehow you lose one 0 It's a very mm. football manager result. Yeah, um, it, it felt like we were growing into it and having getting closer and closer to creating that breakthrough. I sort of felt like we to uh, being better chances without really, as you say, creating yeah. more than a snapshot or a clear sight of goal. I was like, there's that Gilby one yeah. where he went clear, took it a little bit too wide, and then just hit it straight at the keeper from a bad angle, having run 60, 70 yards, which he didn't quite yeah. get the option he needed from Roberts coming in from the no. left hand side. I think, um, yeah, so I think we were, we were in the second half, we were good on the counter. We were threatening. I think we probably needed another fifteen minutes if we wanted a goal. I think mm. after another fifteen minutes, and the pressure would have told. Um, but I don't, that's that's just not what's going to happen, is it? No, nope. I was very impressed with Kane Smith's work down the right hand side. He did a lot of good um, crossing into the box. A couple that went straight to the keeper under the crossbar, but. It was the first touches he had to take it either past a player or away from a player enough that he could do something with the ball that impressed me the most. I thought that was really good, but not 
quite enough from the forward line to capitalise on any of it. Yeah, I think Kane had a had a reasonable day. Um, I think the deliveries across the board were poor. Yes, they have certainly been for, um, have been for a few games now, which is probably why we haven't scored any because you know yeah. you don't play, you don't score from open play, do we? Reeves' set pieces were under par in that game for sure. Oh yeah, appalling. The first three hit the first man. And when you've got players like Sweeney and Pidge in such good goal-scoring no, form, no you've got to put it in dangerous areas. You've got to. And from a from a corner, like there's no excuse not to. Yeah, absolutely. No, there's no excuse not to. Um, so uh, whoscores.com say that Stevenage's uh, strengths... Oh, actually, like I said, effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities from counter-attacks. Um, weaknesses, poor at finishing. Definitely. Yep. Aggressive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jake Reeves should have been probably sent off for pushing his man over who was uh, stopping him from taking that free kick. Oh, the one who wasn't booked for stopping him taking that free kick, yeah. But but Jake didn't try to kick it and the ref hadn't blown his whistle, so he wasn't actually impeding Jake Reeves. No. Nope. Which is why he won't have received a yellow card. Mm. Once, once the referee blows his whistle, if he doesn't move, or if the referee tells him to move and he doesn't move, then yes, that is absolutely 100% a bookable, bookable offence. At the point where Jake pushes him over, the ref's done nothing. Absolutely, it wasn't just make, about that, was it? It was about it the previous hours worth of uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I understand why Jake pushed him. I'd have done it a long, lot earlier. <laughs> However, you're also a professional footballer, and you know better. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, and it's not style, like him either. No, it's not like him. He's usually got quite a cool head. Oh, Jake, you know he gets fouled a lot. And he yeah. doesn't get nearly the um, the number of free kicks that he ought to. So, um, Styles had a large quantity of possession in their opponent's half, certainly second half. Yep. Favoured crossing the ball. Every attack is give it to Max Clark or Kane Smith and lump it into the box regardless of whether anybody's there to head the ball. There was a little bit too much deep crossing from the centre-backs, I thought. There was times when yeah. I wanted to see Pidge and Sweeney hit the feet of Smith or Clark further up the touchline. But yeah. a lot of the times it got kind of swung in from you know, five or ten yards inside their yeah. half, and that's much easier for a defence to deal with. Not that the uh, movement was there from the front line to create the opportunities anyway, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Um... We're going to play a game we all like to play called uh, Did We Win the Aerial Battle? <laughs> um, we all, every single player on our team won a header, at least one header. Woo! Which is nice. It's nice that we're sort of getting back to, getting back to Except that. for the keeper, yeah. presumably. Except for the keeper, yeah, who it turns out did nothing all game, including, uh, it's probably harsh to say he didn't make any saves because he probably did. I just, you know, I'm struggling to remember them right this second. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know if you're interested, Patrick. You're probably not. But uh, Casemiro just scored another header for United um, to equalise. Um, Pierre Gianni, 17 headers. One. Yeah. It's not, that's not even what he went up for. I did think him and Rose were back on decent form in the air, particularly Pidgeotti. Oh, oh, he won. He won a hundred percent of his uh, aerial duels. 
actually. 17 from 17, ridiculous. And it yeah. was funny because Tramia's forwards, for want of a better phrase, weren't like particularly threatening. They were quite quite tame. It was. The... I thought I thought Lewis looked good in in phases, but they weren't they weren't particularly dangerous, were they? Maybe on the floor down the channels more threatening, but certainly through the yeah. air down the middle, it was all day. All their, day Gianni. Um, their centre backs were sort of the stars of the show for them, weren't they? Turnbull and Davies, they just dominated uh, Rose and Norris. Yep. Just had them all day long. I thought Hawks was pretty good as well, their goal scorer, the penalty, the 11, sort of nippy, nippy winger with a shit airdy. Yep. Um, uh, that's all I've got. But on this, that game, on reflection, we had a few half chances. You could argue that we should have had a penalty. I'm, I'm still not buying that the Kane Smith one was a penalty. Don't it looked it like was. it from my angle, but Dean says no as well. So I've heard adamant Ooh. stories from both sides on that. But yeah. cool. from my angle, it looked like the guy stepped across him and tripped him fairly clearly. And certainly the pelters the linesman got for the rest of the game suggested yeah. that everyone around us thought the same. But, you know, we're all wearing red, white, tinted spectacles, tinted spectacles right. aren't we? Yeah. Certainly it, it, it was... Um, I was further away, so, you know. But uh, the guy, uh, guy I was on with said it wasn't a penalty either, so... Okay. Well, yeah, the Jake, he's the Jake Taylor one, the Jake Taylor one when he's spun and he's he sort of lashed it towards goal, he's hit somebody's arm right on the edge of the area. His arm's out of this side like this. Mm-hmm. Don't care when he said so. If it hits the ball by today's rule, if it hits that, it's a penalty. And the ref's literally looking at it, don't give nothing to say. What can you do? But you know, again, again, it, we didn't lose. We didn't lose that game because we weren't given a penalty. We lost that game because we can't. We at that point we weren't able to, to to put chances away and score goals. It was the creation, wasn't it? It was the the movement up front of getting on the balls that were being put in, or creating for the angles parts. for the balls to be put in. We were putting stuff in and hope, not expectation, and that's yeah, never def- a good def- sign. Yeah, definitely for large parts. I mean, we did have the problem where we weren't even creating anything for the first 65, 70 minutes. Oh Might yeah, be a fair, yeah. fair, fair, fair a fair amount of time to say we were creatively lacklustre. Yeah. Um, and the concern was like, Tramia are a fairly bang average side, right? 12th in the league, goal difference pro- I mean, they literally, yeah, they are literally like, the the who's, they almost a team, the, the who, who's team of, yeah. Not in particularly uh, good form, so you're thinking, this is a time you should be looking good, and we weren't. Looking yeah. good against not a particularly good looking opponent. Tra- Tra- Tramia fans have been saying recently that their season is they'll 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 lose to Rochdale and Gillingham, but then they'll beat Orient and Stevenage, which is exactly which is exactly what it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. They're a very strange team. They are proper run of the mill, bang average football team, and we should we should have the measure of them. And for some reason we didn't. But you know it happens when you're out of form, right? Yep. There it is. Um, let's, let's move on. We've wasted enough time talking about that. Fair. I don't want to think about it ever again. So, uh, <laughs> so we move on to Tuesday, Tuesday night. Um, again, we'll start with our opponents. We'll, we'll do the strengths and weaknesses. AFC Wimbledon strengths. They created a high number of chances relative to their position. Uh, I absolutely agree with that. They were effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities through individual skill. Um, 
Yeah, I think Al Habzi had a great game. He scored yes. two of their goals. Um, and he's he's a tricky lad. Um, they were effective at creating goal scoring opportunities from the flanks. Again, I'm pretty sure both of their goals came from wide areas initially. Strong at finishing. Um, yeah, I, I think that's all fair. Yes, I mean both of their goals came from fuck ups and tappings, but but they, yeah, but they the were there in position to tap it in, which we haven't been in recent days. So yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, but certainly I, I can't even remember the first one now, but the second one for sure, the ball's been drilled back across, been cut back very well actually, um, and Toby Savin has uh, palmed the ball right into the middle of the six yard box, which is. Yep the place where six-year-old goalkeepers are told don't put the ball. His wasn't the first mistake, but he could have bailed out the people who made the first mistake and instead he palmed into the foot of a guy in the like three yards out and let him score easily. And the first one, he jumped under the cross, missed it and let a guy head into an empty net. And that's why I've, that's why I've, uh, I've, I've scrubbed that from my memory because I was absolutely steaming. Yeah. And there's two Um, ways to look at it. Like it's, it's two very cheap goals. So it should be easy mistakes to tidy up, but you also look at it and think yeah. we've scored from uh what a, a the centre back's header and an own goal and then a nice mm-hmm. finish from Norris and how sustainable yeah. is that? So I'm not sure whether this would be kind of cautiously optimistic or concerned. No, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um their weaknesses, they gave a lot away a look gave away a lot of free kicks around the box. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I remember a couple. Yeah, okay, yeah. If you maybe if you're considering their box to be their final around their box to be their final third, the red zone, the red zone, right? There were quite a few uh free kicks in that kind of area, so maybe yeah, but that might be fair. They committed a high number of individual errors, two certainly. That led to goals. Yeah. And their styles is dominated possession. They're a home team, so you should almost expect it from them. Yeah. Um, Stevenage created a high number of chances relative to their possession. Um, stole the ball often from the opposition. Yeah, absolutely. Were Good. effective at creating goal scoring opportunities from the flanks. Uh I mean, crosses were coming in from the flanks from free kicks, so I guess. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, two yeah. goals came from crosses, so yeah. Yeah, uh, was strong at finishing. Uh, Scored three Luke, from five, so I suppose technically. Luke, Luke Norris was. Pitcher's header was uh, tidy as well. To be fair, that's not an easy finish. It was, it was, it was. Yeah, um, it's a long way out, isn't it? And it's sort of like moving away from the goal a little bit. Sort of, you know, yeah. It's been whip. It's sort of whipping back out away from goal a little bit. So he's done very well to get get as much on it that he, as he did. Um, it was a really just... smart, quick corner from uh, Gilby and yes. uh, Forsagasky who crossed it in. I liked that because yeah. it was a a reaction to the situation faster than your opposition, which we haven't seen a lot of late. No, so that's that's something that I mean. I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw that into the weaknesses here. Um, but I'll read through these weaknesses quickly. Were aggressive, lost possession often, were caught offside often, committed a high number of individual errors. Again, both their goals came from individual errors. Um, in fact, yep. the second one came from multiple individual errors. Um, 
caught offside often. Um, I, I forget who it was that said it. It might be you, Pat, that said it was. Um, I'm getting so fed up of hearing the line Norris is offside. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, I was thinking about it last. On, on, it was noticeable against Tranmere as well. Yeah. And you're just like, come on, like once or twice is going to happen. But when it's it's so lazy when it's constant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I think it's probably uh, Forsakowski's best game for us. Yes, in that second half, um, we've clearly, I think we've rushed, rushed um, Reeves back from injury a bit quickly. Understandably so, because we needed him, but he looks. He just looks a little bit off the pace, um, and he was he was a massive culprit of what you were saying earlier, where sort of was like we weren't quick to react, we're not quick to react to situations, and we quite often, we, I mean, we're second to almost every ball of late, yeah. aren't we? Um, or even worse, we don't compete for every single ball. We're second to, and then stand off and don't compete for that second ball. So it's really, and and uh, certainly um, Jake Reeves, since he's come back from injury, has been culpable for that quite a bit. Yeah, it takes a while for people to work their way back, doesn't it? We saw uh, Luther's first, what, he got about an hour, but it was clearly a plan to... Yeah, um, it wasn't even an hour, ease him 50, back in. 50 minutes. Which yeah. made it surprising that they didn't have um, Kane Smith on the bench. Kane Smith on the bench. Yeah, they, they Steve Steve said in his post match presser that uh, the plan was always for Gilby to swap out once, um, once Luther went off, um, and he was quite good from that sort of white right wing back position, wasn't he? Yeah, reasonable. He uh, as bad as his performance was against Tranmere, and I think Gil that might have been Gilby's worst game for us. Uh, he was he was excellent uh, yesterday. Certainly, again, second half we sort of just got to pretend like the first half didn't happen. You know, it, it was it was a nothing nothing half. Neither chance, neither side were particularly great. Yeah, how do you think the switch heads. to four four two went? Because I don't know, it didn't. So I assumed off the balance of. Off the balance of um, Saturday, I I predicted that we would play four four two. I put that down in my on my fan hub predictions, and uh, I've not been a fan of us playing four four two all season. I think I don't think there's a single moment where we've performed. Quite simply, I can't think of a single game. That, certainly that I've seen um, where we've either started 4-4-2 we've switched to 4-4-2 for a time where we've where where we've played nearly as well as we can when we're playing 5-5-2 it's 5-2-3 really isn't it with with uh, with Roberts because he plays in behind the front two in possession he drops a bit deeper than the the two forwards in possession, but when we when we're out of possession, he's pushed right up with them, triggering the press. So, yeah. um, 
yeah, I'm not a fan of four four two. I'm generally not. I know it's sort of you know it's the classic formation, isn't it? It's I'm just not a massive fan of it. I think it's too. It, it's far too rigid, and it doesn't really give you much opportunity to. It's not. It's far too rigid. It's far too rigid. You, you, you're not nearly fluid enough. I mean, how, my, almost all modern formations are really a different formation when you're in and out of possession. Yeah. And I think four four two. That's really difficult to to achieve. It requires um, two good natural wide midfielders, and we don't really have that in the squad. The most natural no. wide midfielder we have is Hawken, and yeah. That so, didn't go as well what, as we'd hoped, shall we say. What do you make of what do you make of Horgan so far? I mean, he's got the pace to trouble down the flanks, but that's not Has something he? we ask midfielders to do. Yeah, he's rapid. Is he but, is he fast? I can't I I I watch him run, I'm like, you look like you're moving really quickly, but I'm not convinced you are. He he sort of He sort of he he, he sort of runs like he's angry at the ground. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, every single step is a stomp. Yeah. Every single step he takes when he's running is a proper, like, he's pounding that floor. But I'm just not convinced he's moving very quickly. It feels like a player who is just, it's a a free role, whether it's a given role or not, right? So he's everywhere, but nowhere he needs to be a lot of the time from what we've seen so far. And the clumsy penalty giveaway doesn't help his case. Well, yeah. So I mean, that's what we didn't say. That's what we didn't say about, isn't it? And the during the Tranmere, when we were talking about the Tranmere game, it was a penalty. Oh, absolutely, it was. And you can see Piergiani's reaction in the background was just like, "We had that covered. Why are you sticking your foot in there?" Yeah. He's literally, he's literally been following him for. I mean, he's been following him for fifteen yards, snapping at his heels. It's a winger's challenge, but a winger's challenge in the box. He could have fouled him at any point along that whilst he's running, running, following him. At no point is he in a position where he can make a fair challenge. No, from but behind decides, and slightly to the left. But if he'd he done it 15 yards ago, we'd have been like, oh yeah, that's a reasonable right. foul to give away. It's right, well exactly. given he was scrambling be, to cover. It's, it'll be a tactical, a tactical foul, a cynical foul that he's done. Break up play. You know, I, we don't have to like it, but it happens, right? Is what it yeah. is. Um, he's followed him into the box and then thought, I know, I know what I'm going to do here. <laughs> this is brilliant. You'll love this. I'm going to foul him. It's just like, what are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> I just think, I think he's, I love the enthusiasm, but I've seen absolutely no quality at the moment. I think he was better against Wimbledon in the first half, and I was actually surprised he came off. Came off half time, didn't he? Am I making that up? He came off when the subs happened, which was what, 50, 60 minutes? No, he came off. Came off came and it was half time. Sorry, I'm thinking of the tramway game, it was 60 term. minutes. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Came off at half term. Half term. Half time. <laughs> I was a, and I was a little bit surprised he came off, but then he was brought off for Roberts, so. And Roberts is certainly was certainly more effective on Tuesday night. That's that's for sure. So like it worked. Don't get me wrong, it worked. But I just thought the timing of it was a bit strange with Horgan because I thought 
it had the potential to be his better game. You know, he played, he tried playing a pass through to, was it Norris? Yeah, I think so. Um, and it was a, it was a beautiful first time attempt. Just slightly overhit it, and it ran through. If he'd have, if he'd have got that in, Rob into a into Noz's path, you know, you'd be hard pressed to say it was anything but a goal on the end mm. of it you'd, you'd, you'd expect Rob uh, Nods in that much space in the area to score um, he also had a he also had quite a decent effort um, at some point in that half again I've, I may be misremembering this but I, I was like oh that's all good it wasn't a bad effort he sort of drilled it from just outside the area and it went narrowly wide other than that again it was just a lot of running and not much quality yeah. Um which... it feels like a player whose natural game doesn't fit the system we're predominantly playing. Do, so do you know trying what to I'm work out how to fit it in best. He 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 almost reminds me of a signing we'd have made when we were down the bottom of the table. Yeah. Um lots of lots of effort, not a lot of quality. And I'd really like to see I mean he was playing in the League One and the championship for Wickham, so there must be something about him. Yeah, I'd like to it, see. It would have fitted in well to that team first season in League Two when we had about a million players play left midfield that season. <laughs> yeah, but again, that's very much because we played we played with wide midfield midfielders rather than sort of wingers attacking. Yeah, he would he would have fitted that the way that team played there. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Who do you think got man of the match? I mean, Sweeney had two assists and was generally very solid, so I would have been tempted to go that way. The third assist, he flew down the right wing. I was like, is that oh. Luther? No, it's a really fast Dan Sweeney. Uh, Sweeney, had, Sweeney had a great game. PJ had a great game. I thought Gilby was great. Norris was great. Everybody else? Meh. I thought Reed, for all of his effort, on Tuesday night, just didn't get the rub of the green. I thought he was actually quite bad. There was not a lot of quality in his play. You didn't hear his name that much, and apart from when he got wrongly given the own goal. And when you look at that back on the replay, he wasn't living in the picture. And you're like, no. <laughs> a, a predatory goal scorer would have been in and around that, and you're you've stopped ten yards it, from goal, and sure you're he's... watching it happen. I'm not sure he's a predatory goal scorer, though, is he? No, but that's kind of what we need from him. Well, yeah. So, I mean, Stephen Inchman of the match was Pierre Gianni. I can see that. Um, closely followed by Sweeney. Uh, sorry, closely followed by Norris Sweeney and then Gilby. Um, man of the match overall was Al Hamzi with two goals and he hit the bar as well. Yeah, Al Hamadi um, was a, a menace. I mean, all right, the goals he took were easy, he but was. he was in the right place and. Yeah. He was a a pest the rest of the time as well. Yeah. So um, I think I think it was I think it was a relatively a draw would have been a fair result for that game. I think we've absolutely absolutely sort of done them there a little bit and yeah. stolen that. I think certainly on the balance for the first half they were the better sides. There wasn't a, an awful lot in it. I think both teams were fairly poor, but we were certainly better than they were in that time um we couldn't we couldn't have we couldn't have complained with a draw could we 
Oh, probably not. Um, conceding two away from home, and certainly how poor we were in the sec in the first half. Second half, much better, and finally starting to uh, take and create and take chances. So it it balances out February. It maybe doesn't balance out this game, but it balances out February a bit, where we've lost a bunch. We maybe a, didn't a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's 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 stealing stealing a couple of points back from games where we probably deserved the point and got nothing. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. We need it to be a springboard, not a. You know, we got lucky this time. We can we get lucky again next week? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we look to next week, uh, I asked the. Borough pod massive Ugh. Um, for some Don't questions. Ah, oh, fuck off. That is the that is the worst thing. It's disgusting. Anyway, so Pat, people, Pat's gonna do do his best to answer some of these questions. Gary Moat, uh, hopefully no relative of Raúl. Um, has asked, have we tactically been found out? I wish I'd read these in advance now. Um, I, I don't think haven't. it's. I don't think it's that so much as fatigue and injuries in the squad and bedding in new players into the system that we have going, because we've been off our game and not able to impose our game plan on other teams. It's not like they've done yeah. anything different necessarily. It's just we haven't been able we haven't looked like the team we looked like in the good mm-hmm. portion of the season in February for the most part. So I think that's more the case than uh, people have tactically worked out a way to stop us. Yeah, so it's I mean it's so it's very it's very much I think there's an element to it. I think like if you look at like the Sutton game, they've they've they they did a massive job on us yeah um they 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 played us at our own game and were successful where you know like orient apparently came to play us at our own game and got absolutely humped um so i think there's i think there was a there's a little bit of element and an element of that but i wouldn't i wouldn't say like yes to the point where It's gonna really make that much of a difference. I think we always most most people always know know to what sort of a, what sort of team Steve Evans is gonna play. It's about being able to play against that and whether yeah. you've got the personnel to do so. Tramia uh, didn't th- beat us because they figured out tactically how to stop us. Tramia beat us because we were flat and a lot less yeah. dynamic than usual. And, and when we got and, the dynamism back against Wimbledon, we scored three in the second half and won it. Right. So And 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 you're absolutely right in in as much as the reason we fell, the reason we've been flat and we've sort of fallen, fallen short recently, is because we fucking knackered as a squad. We've got players that have played a full season already, almost already, and it's February or it's March now. But you know, by mid February, they've played a full season in some respects, right? We've also yeah. got uh, a lot of new signings to try and bed in. There's that upheaval with having to go through 73 different goalkeepers in this season, right? <laughs> that um, hasn't helped in the last few games. You know, when not, Drakkar and... said, oh, this squad upheaval was too many in January, I thought, that's nonsense. If they're good enough, it'll be fine. And yeah, absolutely. he had a point. I didn't give him the credit for it, but he had a point. 
we're giving you the credit now, Jaybird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't think we've been found out at all. Um, I just think we are we've we've had a tumultuous tumultuous uh, period. It's just what it is. Um, Owen Miles wants to know: Should should JFC start every week? Well, he hadn't had that much game time before he came to us, so I think that's partly it's been easing him up to full fitness. Yeah, absolutely. I really like what I've seen from him. He's a bundle of energy, and you saw in the goals he created in this game, like he's very good in a tight space to get enough space for a crossing opportunity. So he provides that threat down the flanks that we need um, from from some of the midfielders. Yeah, so I think he's a slightly more dynamic Jake Reeves. Yes. But we've really got to ease him in to playing regularly. Uh like like you said, he's not played a lot over the last two years because he's had he's had a couple of long term injuries. Um so we've got to be very careful about the way we use him. Certainly in the early part in the early parts we have to ease him back up to full fitness, back up to match fitness, and you know, getting him playing on a regular basis. And yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm happy that we are doing that. I think come mid to late March having him and Reeves in front of Gilby could could be the difference between us keeping up this automatic promotion charge and falling away. Yeah, there's, suspect, there's no doubt he's going to be an asset. I suspect that's the way the formation will be, be trending and will go with possibly two two out and out strikers uh basically sort of basically to the diamond and yeah. have having uh, Alex Gilby operating as like a more of a defensive minded midfielder because he's very good at uh he's very good at breaking up play and getting the ball and recycling the ball forwards um yes yeah um, Martin Copeland wants to know should Savin be back sent back to Aki he's had two really poor performances and no, most noticeably yesterday's two goals against Wimbledon shows he's not helping the squad confidence and Captain Pidge must be frustrated absolutely I mean th- th- the first one is the worst for me because the first one he goes underneath it you've got to get it if you come out for that and by not getting it Clark's behind him, you'd want him tidying that up, but he's just had a keeper flash through his eye line, so maybe that's why he misses it and lets the guy head it in freely at the back. That is a hundred percent on the goalkeeper. The second one, as we've discussed, Roberts and Bostwick let a guy run into the box and have an easy ball played into him because they both let him yeah. go. But it's still a quite a wide angle, and as a keeper, you can't be just palming it into the middle of your six yard box for someone to tap in easily. That's just absolute carnage. So we got another guy in, right? Can he can he be worse? I mean, he can be worse. Let's not kid ourselves about it. But um, it, Adam Adam Prizebeck, Prizebeck, yeah. Um, I mean, I, sure. I would imagine your answer, can he be worse, is answered by the fact that he's not played. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they must be seeing something in in training that. He's given the edge to save him, but you don't have that many lives. And uh, the drop-off from uh, 
Tay Ashby Hammond to everyone else we've had this season, apart from maybe Yockel, because we barely got to see anything of him before he got injured. Um, yeah. I liked what I saw of him to begin with, certainly more so than um, Savs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I... I I don't think Prisbeck can be much worse than Savin has played so far. So, yes. Um, Matthew Blanchard says, thoughts on Gilby at right wing back? It makes room in the midfield for JFC and Reeves together. Uh, well, I like like I said, I think there's room for all three of them in, in the midfield. Uh, I think at times, certainly away from home, we struggle because we only tend to operate with a midfield two. I think the answer to that is not having, not having a... Jordan Roberts type attacking midfielder and playing three as a central midfield and having Gilby sit deeper with uh, Reeves and JFC operating either side of him, basically. Yeah, it's felt like at times recently we haven't had a Jordan Roberts type fielder when we've had Jordan Roberts on the pitch. So, yes, some time for him to recover his legs and get back involved and he, to be fair he did Absolutely. in the game as well it was uh, much improved yeah so yeah I think Gilby's main role should be in that midfield screen from what we've seen so far and yep. it's good that he can press in as a makeshift right back should we need that uh, that mm-hmm. versatility is valuable but you won't mm-hmm. you won't see him starting there ahead of Luther or Kane Smith, I wouldn't have thought, and you wouldn't want that as a team either. That's uh, compromising on your pieces too much. Absolutely. Um, Simon York wants to know, should we always start Reed and Norris together now? It seemed a masterstroke tonight, last night. Oh, you do want to build up those partnerships, but with the games coming thick or fast, it's going to be about who's the freshest and most capable, I think. Um I'm in favour of you have your Norris and Rose trying to win it in the air guy and your guy he flicks it onto who's making the runs in behind yeah. as a one-two combination partnership. That's kind of what you want to see. Um, and Reed does that supporting striker who's picking up the second balls role pretty well, uh, increasingly yeah. so. So him he's, alongside he, he Rose better, or Norris makes sense. What we saw does... from Rose and Norris didn't look like a partnership so much as two players playing up front trying to do their own thing against Tranmere and yeah that's not a recipe for scoring as we've seen yeah I think Reed is one of those players that I think he's he, he might be on a bit of a TVC and Luther curve where I wasn't convinced by him last year um but the more he plays he he just seems to bring I mean obviously it's not it's not consistent it's sort of you know it's up and down a little bit but I think it trends more up than it does down I think yes. he I think he is slowly but surely getting better and better and better and better. And you know, like a couple of years ago I, I didn't think Luther was capable of playing in National League, let alone League Two. And now I think we'd be foolish not to keep him around if we go up to League One. Yeah. I don't think I, I mean I, I was never as down on Luther as you, but certainly the concern with Reed was never work rate. It was first touch and and finishing end product like ability yeah. to know when and where to pass when and where to shoot and mm-hmm. technical ability to do those things now what yeah. we've seen an improvement from him this year in is his movement is smarter his 
first touch is vastly improved and the decision making around when to pass and when to shoot is much better. So yeah. the last bit we probably want to see is as we were describing on the um Wimbledon own goal, you want to see him getting into those really threatening positions in the box. You want to see that becoming instinct, but he's come on yeah. leaps and bounds and you can't ask more than that. No, no, exactly you can't. Um and finally, Borders, uh, good old Borders, has asked, uh, why were we so awful in the first half? 4-4 four, four, fucking 2. <laughs> Switch of system. It just doesn't suit know, us. It's... Yeah. He also wants to, wants us to uh, um, pick the midfield for Saturday, given uh, JFC and Reeves' performances. Uh I I am going to assume that we're going to play five again. I don't think we're going to go to Rochdale. Oh, you know, maybe we will go and play four again. Not after how it played first half, I wouldn't have thought. It was a formation switch as much as anything. No, I know, but he, did, he, half. he did this in October, uh, late October, early November, where he started games three or four weeks in a row with 4 4 2, and it didn't work. And we changed system either at half time or in the second half, and then ended up winning. Just got a horrible feeling he's going to do it again, but I think, I think we play JFC and Gilby on Saturday as a midfield as the midfield two in a five-two-three. I go as far as saying it will be Savin probably still in goal. It will be uh, Kane Smith at right back, Sweeney at right centre back. Uh, Tom Tom uh, oh no, is it Tomkinson? Tomkinson. Or I don't have to pick one, do I? Really, Tomkinson nope. or uh, or Bozzy at centre, centre, centre back. Um, Pidge left centre, Max Clark uh, left left wing back. Um, Reeves and uh, not Reeves, uh, J JFC and Gilby centre mid. Roberts in behind Noz and Rose. I can see that. I mean, if it does stay four four two, there's no reason you couldn't go. Reeves, Forster, Gasky, and Gilby, and Taylor as your four, and oh. Forster, Gasky playing that oh. sort of wide-ish left-hand side role. Oh, I hate that. It's four centre midfielders playing across the four. That's oh yeah, we've never done that before. No, we haven't, have we? Um, maybe you've heard the diamond. Maybe we should play the box. It's just two-two. Box to box to box. Box to box to box. Just do twos all the way up the field. Um. So, uh, I'm not uh, the final question. Um, I wasn't going to read this out actually, but uh, I'm I'm gonna. So it's it's might be funny. In what year do you think Graham Wesley's next stint in charge is coming? <laughs> that sounds that's like an from, adult question. And that's that's from the Twitter account. Is is Graham Wesley back at Stevenage yet? I wasn't far off. Um, well, we spoke to Stephen Dean about this, didn't we? And he basically said he's got interest outside of football. I don't see him coming back into football management. And uh, no, but he did an he did an article saying he just wants an, he wants another chance to be boss. Yeah, I wouldn't be against it. He was all right. I, I mean, the last time what was, was it? The last time he left us, and by left us, I mean didn't have his contract renewed when. He finished sixth with us, and we got Sheringham in, and he no. was absolutely dog shit. Or was there another time after that? 
No, he was brought. He was brought in to try and save us from relegation. Lost all, lost almost all the games except for battering Cambridge four 0 and then got fired, didn't he? And Reeve, it was given him Reeves, and we just about us, we just about survived because COVID happens. Yeah, but there was another one after that, wasn't there? Oh no! no all right, that no. was. Uh, the time we made the playoffs and lost to Southend in the in the uh, semis was was when they didn't renew Wessels. Got you. Okay, so there's another one after that where he had about ten minutes and then got the boot again. Uh, yeah, that ship's probably sailed. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you when he'll be back in charge when he buys us. <laughs> That'd be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'd I'd rather he came nowhere near the club. If I'm honest, um, I think that might be everything, Patrick. I oh, know we probably talk about Rochdale coming up, shouldn't we? That's that, that's what we that's what I keep forgetting to do. Talk about the upcoming fixture. Yeah, Rochdale, bottom of the league, twenty-two points from thirty-four games, no win in their last five. That's as far as the form table takes me. I'll have a look at their fixtures. Um, <laughs> no away win is guaranteed. And we've seen this season when we go down to clubs in the bottom quarter, we've drawn disappointing games repeatedly. So Colchester, Colchester and Gillingham, yeah, absolute dog shite. We've got to hope we don't see a return to that sort of form. But as I say, it's it's a really important three points to keep us at the sharp end of this table because we fell out and we felt the doom and gloom of falling out of the automatics. We've clawed yeah. our way back in. You've got yeah. to make the most of these games in hand. You've got to. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, is that a, that's not a game in hand, though, is it? Rochdale. No, it isn't. It isn't. Their last win was tenth of January against Bradford. They're a bloody good side, actually. They won away at Bradford. How did they manage that and then go on a seven-game absolute fluke, mate? Absolute fluke. Um, I said when Rochdale were here earlier in the season, I think they they were one of the teams that came out at us one of the first teams that really come at us early on mm-hmm. at, at home and they did really well in the first half and I thought I thought they were too good to be down here for this long um, but I guess because it was a tactic that didn't work for them obviously they moved away from it and they've subsequently not found anything to, to beat that out just yet um, Do you know what? I think I might have tweeted the same after that game and that has not aged well at all yeah, I really, it really hasn't, has it? Um, I think that we're in a. It's really dangerous game to play, isn't it? When you start sitting here going, we, we, we will win this game, but I, anything other than three points on Saturday, despite the fact that I always say a point on the road is always a good result, anything other than three points on Saturday is going to be disappointing because of the predicament that Rochdale have got themselves in. That mantra holds true if you haven't gone an entire month without a win except for the very last day of the month. But once you've done that, suddenly right. you don't have as much leeway away from home. Right. I think I think that I think generally speaking, the only time a the only time a point on the road isn't good is if you're coming up against somebody who hasn't won at home in ten games. Yeah. Or you've been two goals up with less than five minutes to go and you either come away with one or no points. Those are the only two times it's acceptable not to be happy with one point. Mm-hmm. I think we, sh- I think, I think we absolutely, just for the for the sake of our season, and getting a bit of momentum back into it, and 
and utilizing that win on Tuesday, it would it it would probably be a different question if we hadn't have won on Tuesday. I'd probably be going as much as it pains me to say it. A point will be okay, <laughs> even though actually the three points is even more important because we'd be a point even behind yeah, Carlisle in fourth. But it's but it's but it's a performance. It's a performance in the second half on Tuesday that's convinced me otherwise. Yeah. Even even if we'd have won and not played well all game, I probably would be saying a point. But I think we played really well in the second half. We were all over them for long periods. I mean, I know they had, uh, I know they had periods where they were in control again. You know, they had a good ten minute spell of pressure before they got the equaliser. But I think that we were comfortably the better side in that second half yep so I think uh, that we need we need to be going into this with the with the, with the expectation of we will t- we will win it we yep. need to come we need we need to get some of that confidence back some of that form back um, some of that belief back and I think it's the way to do it and the last one was 1-0 Carl Piagiani header which you know we'd take that although yeah, I mean, Pidge is now what four goals off Norris at the top. Yeah, eight and twelve, um, right? Yeah, it's not good, is it? I mean, it's great for Pidge, but it's really not good for that any anybody any player that plays in a more advanced position. It's got a nag on your mind a little bit when the uh, defenders are keeping you so honest in the goal scoring stakes. But yeah. we scored forty six. It's not terrible. Yeah, right. Let's let's uh, let's just have a little look. Right. I mean, no, it's not. But again, like, you know, I think we had an episode a while back, um, a fair while back, where I named it. Uh, uh, the name was to do with us not scoring many, or that we weren't clinical enough, or something. And several was like, "Are you sure?" Because we've scored like the second most in the league at the moment. And I was like, yeah, but look at look at our conversion from conversion percentage from chances to goals. It's really pathetic. And we were like bottom five in the league or something. Yeah. We just happened to create more chances than anybody else by a by a volume of like one point four to one or something, you know? Like we really do overcreate. We just don't score as often as we should. If we had a conversion rate like Orient, we'd be topped by a fucking mile. Yeah, that's fair. By a mile. Even being however many points behind we are at the moment, was it eleven points at the moment? Because that yeah. game was a game in hand. Eleven points, two behind. games in hand, but too much with too little left. I think if we if we if we had a conversion rate like Orient's, we'd have 12, 15 more points by the, at this point in the season. Oh yeah, which is mad. It's so infuriating. Anyway, um, let's look around the league uh, for Saturday. Um, we're not going to look at everyone. We're just going to look at a, sort of our promotion rivals. Um, Northampton, Northampton are at home against Crawley. That's three points. Huh. Northampton. All right, move on. Stockport, <laughs> Stock, Stockport are at home against Doncaster. Should be Ooh, three points, tough. but Doncaster, Doncaster are one of those weird teams, a bit like Tranmere, where you sort of think that they're going to be good and then they're not. So when you think, and then when you think they're going to lose, they win. So um, I don't know. I'd say three points to Stockport there, but you could go anyway. Um, then we've got uh, Mansfield uh, away at AFC Wimbledon. I would I would expect them to win that game. Yes, but Wimbledon might be smarting a little bit after Tuesday and have a bit of fire in their belly. So I'm going to go with a draw in that one. 
Plausible. Orient versus Swindon. It's got an Orient win all, o- all over it, and it. Swindon a pony. Most games do in this league. Swindon are still somehow still 10th. They've had a couple of wins on the spin, but yeah, not that impressive. I think you're right. No, I think uh, Carlisle against Grimsby. I mean, uh, Grimsby are just beating Southampton, so they're going to lose 4 0 on Saturday. To <laughs> yeah, knackered on a high and <laughs> got a long journey up to Carlisle. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bradford at home against Colchester. Is anyone winner there? Yeah, probably. Colchester, Colchester. climbed the table a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, no. And then uh, Salford against Newport. I don't know. I feel like it's a draw. Yeah, Salf- Salford probably should win it and say it'll be a draw, right? They've been that's doing how... that a lot recently by the looks of the form table. They have. They have. That's how football. That's how definitely how football works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well. That's us today, Patrick. Do you want to do the outro, seeing as you sort of did the whole intro and even like welcomed me in? There's an outro. No, I say all, I say all the time that I should really plan and like <laughs> have something specific and prepared, and then never do and just sort of shout up the borough and. Yeah, my outro is going something. woo. Yeah, go on, improvise something for me now. All right. Thanks for joining us today. You can keep up with keep up with us at Borough Pods on uh, Twitter in the meantime, and we'll be with you on Saturday to uh, talk through the next game. Up the fucking barrow! Woo! Doubles up again. Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker in front of the Stratford end. What do you reckon the players' favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.